This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Saleh and Hani Balkis. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. This is the one and only place where we give you a quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world. Lots is in store right here on the show today because we have big news about Google's I.O. event. It took place yesterday, and we have the latest announcements and what Google has revealed in this event that we're going to be sharing with you in just a few moments. Yes, and we also have uh, the UAE police, how they've issued a warning about fraudulent websites that have been mimicking popular online shops. Yes, indeed. Coming up on the show as well, Google's AI researchers are looking at the next step for the search engine. They have lots in store on how they can make Google become a lot smarter than we usually see it to be. What are those developments and how can they come in handy in our day-to-day lives? Well, we're going to be sharing with that in just a few moments as well. Yes, and Snapchat is trying to take the TikTok approach because UAE Snapchat users can now start earning money by getting creative on the spotlight snapchat now that is a new feature that snapchat has launched recently and uh, now they want to pay creators for their content yes indeed if you're the type of person who tends to wear headphones as they drive well we have some interesting news and interesting studies coming right out of ford because they have actually been seeing interesting results with people wearing headphones and the way they actually go ahead and respond to accidents and things that pop up on the road. How can we prevent hearing loss while using our headphones? This is something we're also going to be sharing with you in just a few moments. Lots and lots is in store right here on the show, so keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse95 Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. UAE police have issued a warning about popular fraudulent websites and they actually mimic popular online shops as well. Now, officials do say that shoppers are often lured to these sites with the promise of large discounts. Now, the UAE police have warned the public to beware of criminal websites resembling those of well-known brands. Now, this isn't the first time that the UAE police have warned the public. Now, in the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of hackers and a lot of fraudsters were kind of uh, taking advantage of the the, the, the massive uh, online shopping uh, kind of uh, trend. trend that was happening around the world and in the UAE because, well, all of us were confined to our homes. Yes, indeed. And this has caused a lot of people to basically be scammed on these websites. And it's difficult when, I mean, it's easy to avoid websites that you know that are fishy or they don't look legitimate or they're of brands that you've never heard of but when it's it's a website that's making itself seem like a brand that you constantly shop from that's when things get messy and difficult officials did say that customers who placed orders on websites that imitate and mimic those of well-known brands but not are not really from those brands have received the items have never received the items that they paid for and others have actually received fake goods so you think that you're getting let's say a real chanel bag but you come to find out it's actually fake shoppers are usually lured to these websites because of the huge discounts and those discounts can sometimes be too good to pass but if they're too good to be true they're just too good to be true yes now the fraud uh, fraudsters actually withdraw money from people's accounts once they enter their credit card details 
to make a purchase. And the authorities have also said internet users should be wary before making any online purchase because anyone could start a fake account to scam others. Now, such accounts do post contact numbers that are outside of the country, and this should be a very well indication that the account is illegitimate. Now, uh, we've seen this happen countless of times, especially again, uh, during the pandemic when there was a surge in online shopping and everyone was online shopping. And I personally uh, spent a lot of money on Amazon I was buying a lot of things, gadgets, uh, things that I didn't know I needed in my room because I wasn't in my room that often. So uh, I don't blame anyone for saying, hey, I want to kind of save a little bit of money. We're pandemic. Uh, the economy is a little bit battered right now. So why not? You know, but yeah. again, you always have to make sure. And we've actually brought in experts from Kaspersky to tell you guys about how we should protect ourselves when we're online, we've brought him in a countless number of times. I think it was Ahmad Hafar. Yes. Yeah, and you guys can check out those uh, those interviews on our SoundCloud at Pulse95 Radio Future Talk and as well on uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify. YouTube as well, yeah, yes. Yeah, YouTube. Now, scammers typically, they look for services that people need and they try and offer competitive prices to try and attract buyers, whether that was discounts or a buy one, get one free, or even telling you to go ahead and invite a loved one so you too can purchase something. At the end of the day, the minute you enter your credit card details, that's when all the mess takes place. So with these websites, it would be great for you to check out the URL of the website. Mm -hmm. If the URL looks fishy, it's not necessarily the right spelling of the certain store that you typically shop from, then it, it does require you to pay some attention to it. And just like Hani said, we have lots of tips and tricks on what you can do to try and strengthen the privacy uh, whenever you're checking out of an online website, mm -hmm. especially with websites that don't have... Um, what's it called the two-factor authentication or it doesn't send you an otp to verify your credit card details those are websites that you want to try and avoid uh, buying from coming up on the show we have the latest announcements from google's 2021 event they have released lots of new products as well as the latest android software update what's that all about keep pulse 95 locked to find out about it you're listening to pulse 95 daily digital news Bits and bytes connect our world. It was one happy day yesterday for all Android users because Google has officially launched a lot of new features and a lot of new products in its Google I.O. 2021 keynote. It's an event that many use, many people actually have been waiting for for about a year because it was actually postponed due to the pandemic. And the company unveiled a lot of announcements in that event. And we're going to be giving you all the features that will help make using your Android phone become a much easier and a much better experience. Yes, now Google did reveal that Android 12 will have a brand new material you design with a whole lot of changes and it does offer a lot of color and customization as well. And the new mobile OS will even be able to change system colors and to be able to better match your wallpaper. And it does also offer some new privacy features as well, including a new privacy dashboard, which is a beta that will be available from today. And it does work with phones from 11 de de device makers. Now, again, we're looking at how Android uh, kind of had the blueprint or floor plant for customization when it does come to smartphones. And Apple did take note. It took them a while, but it did take note. And Apple made uh, iPhones a lot more customizable. And again, Android has upped the bar once again 
and made Androids more customizable than mm -hmm. they already were because <laughs> you could basically change everything on an Android phone and now they're giving you that extra mile. Yes, indeed. And I love the new feature that they've actually released when it comes to video conferencing apps. So they released a project called Project Starline. What's interesting about this is it basically uses a high-resolution camera and depth center sensors. So it creates a 3D model of the person that you are talking to on a certain application. So it would seem like this person is sitting across you to kind of recreate that feeling of having a face-to-face -face meeting. And especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of people, I think the whole world is not traveling as often as they used to. People are not seeing family members as often as they did. And so this feature will be a hit for many people. Google is also building a camera that's more inclusive of skin tone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a first mm -hmm. from what I've read when it comes to cameras and smartphones. Google is working on updates to its camera to make them better at capturing and reproducing skin tones accurately in images. So if you've ever struggled with certain images being overexposed or underexposed, if your skin tone is not as fair as other people, now Android cameras will be more adaptable to those. Yes, and we have very big news as Google and Samsung are also merging together for that Wear OS and Tizen. Now, for those who don't know, Google and Samsung want to go against the big dog, mm. who is <laughs> Apple, the big Apple. Now, Google did announce Wear OS, and now it's just called Wear. Yeah. And Samsung's Tizen will be combined into a unified platform that should lead to apps launching faster and even longer battery life. So they are trying to make more wearables and in specifically a smartwatch that will go against Apple, mm, the Apple I'm, Watch. Yeah. I'm excited to see how that turns out. But another thing, Hani, that uh, Google actually, let's say, stole from Apple is the live photos feature. So anyone who owns an iPhone or any, yeah, an iPhone uh, would actually notice that whenever you choose the live option when you're taking a photo, the image will actually move for a split second. So what Google Photos is doing now is to try and make animated photos from still shots. So they're trying to create more cinematic moments by using two photos to create a moving image. So you would actually view a certain photo to look like a GIF. And Google is actually adding new types of memories, including ones based on visual patterns in your photos so they're they're copying two features out of apple the memories feature as well as the live photos feature yes and something that uh, a lot of people have been asking for believe it or not which is a uh, a kind of a locked folder so google mm -hmm. photos will now let you store photos in a locked fo folder so kind of like a secret vault for those android users now google is adding that feature in google photos to let you store photos in a password protected space right on your phone now these photos won't appear when you're scrolling in the app and it's launching first on google pixel and then coming to more android devices throughout the year so a lot of people actually have to download third-party apps to have a vault or a secret vault where they store their photos but google is now letting you do it all within the photos app which is a game changer and i'm hopefully uh looking to see apple take note yes and i'm hoping apple would take note of another thing that google is launching which is 
being able to unlock your car with your phone because now Android will actually support digital car keys. But that's only with people who own a BMW since BMW is currently the only automaker that is confirmed to support Android's digital car key. But anyone with a Pixel or a Samsung Galaxy phone can now soon be able to use their digital car keys through their phone by simply updating to Android 12. So lots and lots of features have actually been announced in the Google I.O. event. Let us know if you have an Android and if you are excited to download the newest Android 12 update and what features do you like the most. Coming up on the show, we're talking about Google's AI researchers trying to make a new look for the well-known Google that we all use and love. Check this out. Check this out. Yes, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, right here on Future Talk. We're talking about something very unknown and unlikely. (laughs) And uh, it's actually wearing headphones while driving and how it is actually a bad idea. And now we actually know how bad. Now, Ford, which is the car maker company, did undertake a study to see how much wearing headphones messes with your spatula recognition. What does that mean? We're about to tell you in a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Now, for me personally, I uh, Mm. use my headphones a lot when driving. I don't use two headphones. Mm. I use one if I'm on the phone and I'm talking to someone. Mm. So I'm not having uh, my hand on the phone. uh, On my, yes, hand on the phone, yeah. So uh, now Ford is coming out and saying it's wrong. And actually, there's actually a lot of things you shouldn't be doing while driving. And wearing headphones is now one of them. Now, if you agree that uh, having headphones on while you're driving isn't actually good per se, because some people say it doesn't help them uh, focus. Yes, and that's one big thing that Ford's study was actually able to find out. We always hear people saying, don't text and drive, don't uh, eat and drive, don't do a lot of things while driving but headphones is not one of them when it really should be because being able to focus on the road focus on your surroundings is very important and wearing headphones or an earbud is actually illegal in many countries around the world and that's because it destroys your sense of being aware of what's going on around you so ford was actually very curious and they wanted to find out how bad is it to put on headphones while driving so they created this study where they used an application that can play 8d spatial audio and they were trying to create like a mimic certain situations that would come in or would happen to people in day-to-day life so they were trying to play cues like hearing an ambulance while having headphones on uh, sounds of an accident while having headphones on and you can actually try it out if you just google and look up uh, ford's website you will find a qr code that you can scan you wear your headphones and you drive and you play or have someone play those audios for you so you can actually see for yourself how much wearing headphones can actually block uh, that audio for you and even if you were to hear the the sirens of an ambulance or the sound of a car accident your reaction will be delayed and Mm. any second of delay can sometimes cost the life of a human being when it's on the road yes and after they actually they did that study uh, out of the 2000 participants in the study 44 percent said they wouldn't wear headphones or earbuds anymore while operating a vehicle 
of some kind. And that is actually huge. We're talking about 44% yeah. people of that study. Around half of them mm. think that this sounds like a bunch of, uh, you know, it's, it's true that if you have headphones on, you won't be focusing as much. And a lot of our people are saying that uh, you should try it for yourself, especially the Ford makers. Mm. And they're making the app available to everyone, just like yeah. Omnia did state. So again, I think, uh, well, research doesn't lie, but I I think it could vary from person to person. Mm. You know, you it know, depends on how focused you are on the road. But numbers don't lie. N- yeah, numbers don't yeah, lie. When we look at the numbers, uh, what Ford studies actually found out is when a person is wearing headphones, their reaction time is delayed by about 4.2 seconds. Mm-hmm. So you're 4.2 seconds slower at, let's say, seeing someone on a bicycle giving space and, t- and way for an ambulance and even though it may not seem like much you know four no, seconds 4.2 seconds is a long time exactly it can literally be the difference between crashing into someone on a bicycle and saving their lives but that's why again i think that's a little bit ridiculous that 4.2 seconds let's count to four right now one two three four that, no that's too quick <laughs> <laughs> no, one mississippi it's, two it's, it's mississippi too, three mississippi four mississippi yeah so yeah. we're saying one two three four, four. so that's that, that's too long i don't yeah. i don't believe that someone's reaction time would be that delayed in four seconds but again those numbers don't lie yes indeed let us know if you're actually excited to try it out all you have to do is look up Ford's website and you will find that QR code that you can actually scan and try it out yourself. I tested it out and I thought it was brilliant to see how much reaction time is delayed by simply having our headphones on while driving. Let us know your thoughts coming up on the show is a very interesting story about UAE Snapchat users and how they can start earning money by being creative on Spotlight. Is it a way of copying TikTok? Could be, but let us know your thoughts. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? So in any household, parents always try and make sure that they treat all their children equally. They don't want one child to be jealous of another. With social media platforms, (laughs) this is not proving to be successful. What's up? Why are you laughing? I'm laughing at social media platforms Mm. because I'm thinking about how every single day... We come over here, we talk about different apps, and it just feels like one app mimics the other. Mm -hmm. Then the other app gets jealous of the first. Mm -hmm. And then the one who gets jealous goes ahead and mimics the other one. It's just like it's a vicious cycle of apps trying to be what they're not. Today, it's Snapchat trying to be TikTok's twin or clone, let's say, because they launched Spotlight in the Middle East and... Now, as a content creator, you can actually use Spotlight right here in the UAE to try and make some money. But it's very much like a TikTok style feed, Mm -hmm. which I don't know. I just feel like every single platform should try and and take in what it is, you Mm -hmm. know, try and advance itself in the field that it is rather than try and be something they're not. Yeah, I mean, 100%, I agree with you on that one, Omni. We do look at Snapchat uh, actually kind of uh, changing the narrative. Uh, Instagram actually stole a lot from Snapchat, Mm -hmm. and Twitter stole a lot from Snapchat because Snapchat was uh, the first to ever introduce stories. So what we like to say in Arabic is, uh, (laughs) so they have flipped the table, flipped the narrative, and now Snapchat has stole from TikTok Mm -hmm. with their new Spotlight feature. And uh, I've tried it, don't like it. And now they will be paying creators in the Middle East 
for their content, something that TikTok is doing, something that YouTube has been doing. So uh, we're trying to see right now why paying creators is so important. I'll tell you why. Because the only way to have creators inclined to use your platform is to have an incentive, right? Mm -hmm. Why I love posting on TikTok is because their algorithm is yeah. amazing. I've gotten millions of views on my TikToks without having a million followers or not even having above 5,000 followers because their algorithm is amazing. And that is an incentive for me to keep posting on TikTok. But now Snapchat doesn't really, it's very hard to get popular on Snapchat. It's super hard to get popular on Snapchat. And if you get popular on Snapchat, it is easily taken away from you yeah. because the algorithm is always against you. <laughs> now, with Snapchat, in the past, it used to be just a way for you to send, yeah. yeah, to communicate with friends, with loved ones. You can send short images, short videos, and they disappear just as quick as they arrive. Unlike Twitter or Instagram, trying to discover new people on Snapchat is never the aim. They never wanted you to try and create big friend group or just like Hani said, go viral on the app. This is, though, changing with Spotlight because Spotlight is Snapchat's very first attempt at trying and making sure that content goes viral because now you can actually discover trending videos from around the world. So Spotlight is a part of Snapchat. It's not a separate application. It's a feature within Snapchat that now will offer users a landing page where they can go ahead and discover the most entertaining snaps from the Snapchat community all in one place. So it's kind of like the For You page on TikTok but on Snapchat. So mm. it's tailored individually to every Snapchatter. So what I would find on what's trending or on the Spotlight tab would be different than what Hani would find on his mm. Spotlight tab because it depends on what I prefer, what, what, what do I think is favorite, who do I follow and who I subscribe to on Snapchat. So it's kind of like a TikTok feed, but on Snapchat and you can actually see what videos go viral and how they go viral. The best part about it is that you have complete control over which of the videos you want to share from your private account to that public feed. So it's a two-way communication. You get to see trending videos, but you can also put out trending videos. Yes. Now, uh, for those who don't know, Snapchat has more than 75 million users in the Middle East and North Africa region, which does make it one of the platform's biggest global markets. And the launch of Spotlight is only going to further strengthen this. Uh, so far, no TikTok does not pay Middle East creators. They mm. haven't had a creator fund for the Middle East just yet. YouTube does pay you. So we're looking at YouTube being the only page or only platform. And uh, you can't even consider it a social media platform yeah. that will pay its creators for their content. So I'm looking at this as a whole, right? Mm. How are go how is 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 uh, the users going to kind of adapt to having Spotlight? I kind of see it as a nuisance now. I'm on Snapchat a lot, right? And yeah. it's at the bottom of my screen. So sometimes I'll be going like this, and then all of a sudden I'm on Spotlight. Hmm. So if for those who don't know, I'm gonna kind of give you a quick explanation of it. It functions like TikTok, right? It has Basically. the same fu same functionality. The only thing that will not make it popular. Right, is that there's no comments on it because something that I like going on TikTok for is for the funny <laughs> comments. True. And I have actually posted on uh, Spotlight two weeks ago. Mm. I didn't know what it was. I just wanted to try it out. 
And in two weeks, I got only 100 views. Mm. Two weeks. The first time I ever posted on TikTok, I got 10,000 views. I think people don't know much about it yet or use it's, it as often. TikTok is still, Yeah. It's still, it's still, I don't know. I feel like maybe if people were to use it more often, then it may be popular. But you're right about it. You know, views are very low right now on Spotlight. And that's something that they're recognizing. What, what is interesting about it is that you can even post on Spotlight. So you can see videos that are trending and you can be a part of that content that's trending. So you can submit certain snaps and tag them under certain topics. For example, you can tag it as funny, dance, dog, if you're posting, let's say, a funny snap of your dog dancing and it would actually showcase be showcased under different videos with that same category mm. yeah yeah uh, i was just about to say comment real quick i mean mm. you can skip so it's kind of it uses the skip feature yeah instead of scrolling mm, okay. but but for example you can't like right no, i want to i want to like, like it yeah True. how can you like it right yeah i agree i mean I don't know, it's but a fail again, ladies and gentlemen. I, it's it might be a win if when people start making money out of it. So right now in the Middle East, I think the, you're gonna get make make money off the views. Yes, but you're not getting any views. Money. <laughs> it's like selling water to people in the ocean. Great analogy. Yeah. So <laughs> true. Like, oh, why would why, why, would people, why, why no one's how? gonna how are you gonna make money if no one is watching? No one's you're not gonna be paid because no one is watching. Yeah, no one's basically. Gonna, yeah. Well, across the region, Snapchatters have long understood the value of the platform. A lot of people love Snapchat maps. They love the content, they love the different snaps, but they've never been able to make money out of the platform. We've yet to see how people make the most out of this. They never will. Out of this feature. Um, as of right now, it's available right here in the UAE. It's available in Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Algeria, Morocco, Kuwait, Jordan, Oman, Qatar, Bahrain, Palestinian territory, Libya, and Iraq. So lots of countries have recently got the spotlight feature. Just like you mentioned, Hani, it was actually available for many people two weeks ago, mm -hmm. but no one really found out about it as often. So let us know your thoughts of it. I'm I'm interested to see how it develops. Right now, it's still very, very much fresh and new. Coming up on the show, we still have lots to share with you. We're going to be talking about Google's AI researchers and how they're proposing a brand new type of search engine. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. This is Pulse95. Take this out. Take this out. How amazing would it be if when we go ahead and ask Google a certain question, they can answer or Google can go ahead and answer us back rather than list a couple of web pages, WebMD and different websites that can give us the answer. It would be great for Google to be able to give me an expert's answer, kind mm -hmm. of summarizing all the thoughts that are available in those web pages and give it to me on a plate of gold. Are we getting lazier by the day? Yes. But does Google need to advance? Yes, I think that's what, what a lot of people want. And that's what a team of AI researchers are proposing to kind of give Google a new look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're looking at how a team at Google has laid out the vision for a new search engine. And they have argued that AI is advancing fast enough to one day completely replace the index and retrieve system the company has relied on up until up since actually 1998. Now, they describe it as a new kind of search engine that does provide an expert answer with the help of algorithms 
as opposed to actually generating a list of web pages that lead to possible answers. So kind of reminds me of Yahoo Answers, but mm. experts only, you know? Yeah. Now, I used to use Yahoo Answers a lot or ask.com a lot in the early 2000s mm. when uh, that was the only way you could get your question <laughs> asked, mm. per se. But uh, again, we're looking at how this would actually be a game changer. So if you want to ask, for example, um, if I take four pills of Benadol night before mm. I sleep, will I overdose? Yeah. Right? And uh, Hanny from uh, down the street says, uh, no, you will not overdose. I did it one time and nothing happened to me. Right? <laughs> but now, because you have an expert, an expert that is uh, verified will come and say and give you that answer that say, hey, if you take above the recommended dosage, there is a there is a slight chance that you will overdose and you won't wake up, buddy. So yeah. this is why it is better because most of the time when I ask a question to Google, I'm asking something medically. True. Right? Which a lot of doctors always say, don't go ahead and ask Google, but you can't you can't help it. A lot of people go for Google for pretty much anything and everything. So in the 23 years that Google has been alive for and has been a part of our lives, they've constantly been trying to make it become smarter, become more advanced. So one example is now when you ask Google a certain question, it will kind of rank for you the most clicked on website. And the answer in that website would appear for you in like a little tab. So you can mm-hmm. read it, and then if you want more information, you can click on that website. So now they're trying and creating the algorithm to be a little bit smarter so it can summarize some of the most trusted answers and give them to you straight ahead instead of suggesting a million web pages, a million searches for you to go ahead and check out. Advertising on Google has also been one of the only ways that they've been able to make money out of the platform. So they're trying to create different ways to make revenue instead of just depending on ads since we've seen a very big movement with privacy in the past few months. It's unclear if the company wants to change its business model, Mm -hmm. but as of right now, they're trying to create a new search engine that is able to kind of analyze all the information in those websites and give you easier delivery. Yeah, I mean, uh, who wouldn't want an expert's answer all the time, every time? Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, do a thought, or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude Future Talk for today, but we got the halftime show, the only place to be at three, commencing T-minus five minutes with Omar Abdul is going to be telling you everything you need to know about what's happening when it comes to mental health, physical health, gut health, just the word health in general. Omar Abdul got it for you. <laughs> yes, indeed. But we also have a very special live show for you today from Afternoon Karak. The duo Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will actually be present at the Charja Children Reading Festival, covering all the interesting workshops that are currently taking place from 4 to 5 p.m. You can expect them to tell you exactly what is going on. Be your eyes at this event. And you can even head there yourself at the Sharjah Expo Center if you want your children to get a chance to see all the different workshops and what books are available for them to read as well. Yes, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, you got time. It does commence at 4 o'clock right after the halftime show. So if you have a long drive, why not listen to the Dream Team, Aisha Mazman and Mikhail Atiyah to give you everything you need to know about the Sharjah Children's Reading Festival. But we're going to be seeing you tomorrow, same time, same place, <laughs> only here on Pulse 95. 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.